Hey everyone, if you know me, you know that I've been investing in precious metals for many, many years. Once I realized that private banking cartels could drastically manipulate currencies, putting my family savings in jeopardy, I decided to take matters into my own hand and diversify our savings strategy. This is why I buy physical silver and gold and invest in metals through our Roth and 401k. And I only invest with Colonial Metals Group. CMG is the exclusive sponsor of The Shannon Joy Show, and they're helping me set up a safe and secure self-directed IRA where I have access to my assets no matter what the stock market or, for that matter, the government is doing. Let the team of experts at Colonial help you protect your family's future with an extra special offer just for the SJ audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver just for the SJ audience. Join me today and take back your power. Secure your wealth with Colonial Metals Group. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. We are broadcasting live from the Joy Virtual Studio right here in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of New York State. If you are in the live chat right now on Rumble, please say hello so that I know that this is up and running. As you know, we didn't have the traditional intro, and that's because this is the very first ever independently broadcasted Shannon Joy Show. I am self-broadcasting today. We are live on Rumble. We are live on Twitter. And we are live on Spreely, as I'm looking at this right now, 36 seconds into the broadcast. And I am so glad to be with all of you today. I am looking at the live chat right now. We have a lot of you popping on. We have Nug202 is with us. Hey, Nug, how are you? CJP Rumble joins us today. Mopar21222 is with us. And yes, it looks like we are good to go. Back, settled right back in. And um, thrilled to be with you. As you guys know, I uh, announced on Friday of last week that it would be my last day with the production company that I have worked with for about a year, launched on Rumble with that production company. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about why I decided to leave and why we have uh, separated and parted ways a little bit later in the program, mainly just to give you guys some insight into how media works, how politics works with media, and why it is so important moving forward for so many people to to be absolutely discerning about the kinds of information, information that you're bringing in. Uh, I consider now social media, for the most part, to be a toxic environment. Even Twitter, um, it is highly regulated. The algorithms are always at play, and you have to go in with your battle armor on, so to speak, because you know there's always an agenda, there's always a psyop going, and I think we've seen that over the last couple weeks with uh, a lot that has been going on within the Republican Party and conservative media. As you all know, the big news today, Governor Ron DeSantis yesterday suspending his campaign and endorsing President Trump. What do you guys think about all of that? A little later in the program, We're going to have John Burke on with us. He is the American Savage on Rumble. You can follow him on Twitter. His handle is at John Burke 39. 
he was along with uh, me and, and a lot of other voices, Steve Dace, Daniel Horowitz, Pedro Gonzalez, Tracy Beans, you name it, that were advocating for Governor Ron DeSantis to win the Republican primary because he promised a reckoning on COVID-19 and promised to look into and expose what went wrong with Operation Warp Speed and the COVID-19 vaccine. And so that was the calculation for me going into this primary. And a lot of people very surprised that he suspended his campaign. I'm not. Um, as I told you last week, it, it certainly isn't over. And by the way, his name is still on the ballot in all of the primary states. So the voting is still going to happen, even though he isn't on the ballot. A lot can happen between now and Super Tuesday now and even the convention. Remember, Donald Trump still has those 91 indictments. But interestingly enough, Donald Trump out today with a bunch of videos talking about how great Ron DeSantis is. He's a great guy. I look forward to working with him. He worked really hard. Like I just, it's the the ultimate gaslighting, man. I mean, don't you feel like you're just being whipped around like back and forth, up and down. They get us riled up. You hate this person, but now Donald Trump is telling all of his MAGA people, now you got to like Ron DeSantis. It's just a mess. I don't know about all of you, but it more and more this kind of these kinds of contests to me look to be. I don't know, a little bit of WWE wrestling, perhaps. So we're going to be talking to, and we're going to look at all of the responses. We're going to look at what Steve Dace had to say about this, Josh Power, Daniel Horowitz, Justin Hart, and a few other voices. And then obviously we're going to talk to John Burke as well. Now on this broadcast, so as I mentioned, please bear with me. For this week and next week, I know the graphics aren't great. You're not seeing the uppers or the lowers. There's a lot of stuff that I need to set up for this new independent, self-produced Rumble, Twitter, and Spreely broadcast. And so I'm going to be working on those things um, in the next few weeks. And the show is only going to look better and better and better. I cannot believe I'm up and I'm live right now to begin with. This is a freaking miracle, guys. Um, I am so not tech savvy. And I just want to say that, you know, huge, huge thank, thank you to Chris Pavlosky. He is the CEO of Rumble. And first of all, I'm really blessed and thankful that they have been platforming the Shannon Joy Show occasionally on the, the top of the fold, so to speak, at the top of the website, which I really, really appreciated. That helped uh, the McCullough interview last week. We did about 70,000, 80,000 views on that. In addition, Chris Pavlosky has helped me emancipate from my production team by setting me up with Rumble Studio Beta. I could not be doing this right now if I were not in that Rumble Studio. Um, there are only a handful of people who have access to it. And so he moved me to the front of the line. And yesterday, amazing, Alex E is one of the tech um, supervisors and one of the trainers at Rumble Studio. And um, he his name is Axel. And Axel yesterday spent almost two hours with me in this studio, learning how to press buttons, setting up a few um, elements that I never would have been able to set up if he hadn't spent that time with me. Absolutely, positively invaluable. So I'm learning how to run clips. I'm learning how to run videos. I'm learning how to do graphics and thumbs and upload. And for me, the mission today was to get this broadcast up and running on Rumble and on Twitter and on Spreely. And I did it. Um, we didn't make it onto YouTube or Facebook, but I'm going to work on that as well. So huge, huge thank, thank you to the folks over at 
Rumble for for helping us, you know, to do this. And today I'm going to work on bringing in a live guest. So Rumble Studio is very similar to SoundCloud, which I've used before for my daily clout collaboration. And it's actually very elegant, very simple, and even I can manage it. So very highly recommended if you can get into queue for if you're a content creator and you can get into queue for Rumble uh, Creator Studio Beta. It's I mean it's an amazing amazing resource for independent broadcasters. And so I'm also going to try today to take a few breaks and to run a few commercials. Obviously, we have to take care of our sponsors. And so I'm going to work on creating those commercials and getting those embedded into this live broadcast. Of course, our friends over at ShellshockCBD.com. That's John Burke's company. He's a sponsor of this show. Please go to ShellshockCBD.com. You're going to hear about them a little bit later in the program for all of your CBD needs. I'm a huge fan of the Rackout Sleep Aid, and I'll talk to you a little bit about that before. The promo code is SHANNONJOY, so make sure that you use that so they know that we sent you. Also, of course, QP Goat Soap, our good friends over at QP Goat Soap, the best soap on the planet. Absolutely love them. And if you go to qpgoatsoap.com, you can look at all of their products and make sure you use that joy promo code. So we are still live. It looks like everything is running smoothly. I'm seeing you guys in the chat right now. CJP Rumble says, can't really tell about the uppers and lowers. Doesn't matter that they aren't there. You're doing fantastic. Thank you so much. I am so not tech savvy. Like this has been one of the most terrifying things that I could ever imagine doing. Um, I had been pre-recording my show for a long time, doing just audio, you know, just jumped into the live video last year. And idea, I just can't believe it, that I am here with you right now by myself, independently producing. And it, independence is very important in terms of, of media moving forward. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the program. Um, understanding who the people that you're listening to or watching on a daily basis, knowing what their angles are, knowing what their agendas are, and and whether or not they're transparent with you about the funding of their platforms and those entanglements and those agendas. It's it's kind of a tricky business, the media business, because it it is a business and you have to have a revenue stream coming in, which is important. But you also want to disclose to your audience um, the people who are supporting you in case of any potential bias. And so one of the problems that we saw just recently is that there are so many entanglements between big media companies like Fox News, Daily Wire, Truth Social, even right here on Rumble, money is being exchanged and there isn't always full disclosure about um, you know, that money being exchanged. And that gives the audience a disadvantage because you don't know what their angles are, you don't know what their agendas are, or or if they have biases. And it's okay to have sponsors. It's okay to have, I mean, even if you have a political sponsor, say that you have a live broadcast on Rumble and you're a huge Trump fan and and MAGA or Trump super PACs pay for advertising on your show, that's absolutely fine. You just have to disclose that to the audience and let them know where you stand and what your angles are and if there's any money to exchange. And so this is, I mean, in, in terms of journalistic uh, ethics, this is something that has been, um, you know, an issue since mainstream mass media, even back in the day of the old newspaper, you know, and their editorials. And so um, 
being independent for me always means you guys really understanding the nature of this business. Joy Media is my company. I produce this show where the revenue is coming from, the different revenue streams. And it's very important to me that you guys know who my advertisers are and that it's very, very specific. You know, there are sponsored ads. There's never any question about those type of things. And so it's a, it's a fine line to walk. Um, and, and this is why I, I have always wanted to be completely independent because then you guys know where I'm coming from. You can take everything I say with a grain of salt and then you can discern for yourself. And so that's what I hope to do moving forward with the show. This is a huge accomplishment. I really, I can't even tell you guys. I am, I cannot believe I'm live. I am live producing right now. It's just insane. It's just insane. So make sure you guys give us a thumbs up here on Rumble. Share this with everyone that you know, and uh, just keep pushing this out. Make sure you're chatting on the live chat and you're commenting in the comment section. That always helps us with those algorithms. And so let's go to break. That's This is uh, my first. Thank you guys for bearing with me today. The show will not normally be like this. It'll be a lot tighter. I'll be much more prepped. It'll look a lot like what I was doing last week and, and last year. And I am going to figure out how to do the video clips and all that kind of good stuff. But today, really honestly, the mission was just to get up and to get running and to do it. And let's just read a couple of your comments here before we go to break. And we're going to try to do an ad. All right. So let's see if I can get an ad going. I think we'll start with Patriot Barbie and see if we can get that going in the break. Um, but you guys are fantastic. Old school counselor said the ads are transparent, but our influencers paid quietly for their statements. That's the problem, old school counselor, is there are a lot of people out there who you think might be independent or you think might just be out there commenting and people don't realize that they are paid to say certain things, they're paid to do certain things, and sometimes they're paid in different ways. Sometimes they're simply paid by by gaining a few hundred thousand Twitter followers or Rumble followers. And some of these big super PACs and, and large organizations can use their platforms to just dump followers in, maybe even bots and trolls into people's accounts. But those things generate revenue on the back end. So it's not always very clear where the revenue is coming from. But again, like you've got to know people's angles. And if someone endorses a campaign or is financially tied to a campaign, you guys deserve to know that even a super PAC or something affiliated with the campaign. And that is not what happened in particularly the last three months. There have been a lot of aggregators and influencers, media pundits and broadcasters who have been pushing a narrative excluding Ron DeSantis from you know from content and I think doing that because there are money agendas there and and it's a shame because what it resulted in was a complete vacuum uh most people in the Republican party and most conservatives only saw one side of the story for three full months. And that side was, it's inevitable. It's over. The Trump train is barreling down the track. There is no other person that can beat him. Skip the primaries, forget the primaries, and let's move on. And that really penetrates. That doctrine of inevitability really quashes and stifles any attempt of any outsider candidate to enter into the race. And that's really, I think, the story. We're going to get into this analysis um, in a moment. We're going to do full analysis with John Burke 
in about seven minutes. But um, this is what I tweeted out after I saw the news that Ron DeSantis had suspended his campaign and is now endorsing Donald Trump. Um, Ron DeSantis ran a fantastic campaign. He put good people around him. He kept it clean. He worked very hard and he did some really great things. And you can talk about where he went wrong and why he did this or that. Frankly, that doesn't matter. There was no chance. Ron DeSantis was never, ever, ever, ever given a chance to gain any oxygen whatsoever because of the suppression campaign that was conducted by a whole host of outlets over the past three months. And it's a damn shame. I thought maybe the American people could push out of that, that they could emerge from all of that propaganda and the PSYOP and make good decisions based on discernible policy outcomes at the polls. Iowa proved to be incapable of doing that, unfortunately. Um, low, low turnout in Iowa, by the way, which we'll talk about in a minute. I think Ron DeSantis ran a fantastic campaign. The problem was he wasn't just running against Donald Trump and Donald Trump's record. He was running against the left-wing media, the right-wing media, Con Inc., Bizarro Con, who you have learned about here in this program, the Rhino Establishment Party, the GOP, the Deep State, the Great Resetters. I mean, he was up against all of these entities who I think made the calculation that Trump is more controllable and Trump will play ball with whatever they have on the agenda for us. And they know that because Trump played ball during COVID. He locked us down. He put in social distancing. He signed the PrEP Act and the CARES Act. He initiated Operation Warp Speed, supported all of it, and never looked back and has never looked back since. So, you know, here is a guy who will play ball. Trump also has 91 indictments. So he is vulnerable in a million different ways. And that makes for a controllable candidate. And I think that's the movers and the shakers and the deep state people, the guys in the back rooms who are making a lot of these decisions. I think that's really what they want. They, they want a over anything else. Charismatic, they don't care. Articulate, they don't care. Smart, they don't care. Sane, they don't care. We see it, we saw in the case of John Fetterman and Joe Biden, they take a vegetable over a coherent and independent-minded executive who can get things done. That's why Ron DeSantis was the biggest threat to the establishment. What I'm telling you right now could just could not penetrate conservative media. We did everything that we could. Steve Dace really stuck his neck out on this one in supporting Ron DeSantis, uh, obviously Daniel Horowitz, a few other people over at The Blaze, and, and some really great people um, who were former Trump supporters and switched to DeSantis. But it just wasn't enough. We weren't able to, to change that narrative or challenge that narrative of the Bonginos and the Hannity's and the Levins and all of the other aggregators that were putting out this doctrine. We were also up against, you know, the very, very vicious, vicious bots and trolls who, um, you know, just launched horrific personal attacks against Casey DeSantis and Ron DeSantis himself. It's just the whole thing is, you know, to to wake up this morning, I don't know about all of you, and see a video of Trump talking about what a great guy DeSantis is and how effective he is as a governor and realize that he was just like, it's all a game. They were just lying to us. And I don't think that Ron DeSantis was playing a game. I think that he's genuine and he was really running. I know there's some speculation out there about that. I think that that's absolutely false. But just the idea, I mean, we'll even think about it though. Ron DeSantis, you know, criticizing Donald Trump on policy and in the lockdowns and then coming out and just 
you know, endorsing him just like that. You know, Donald Trump making the pivot and calling Ron DeSantis a great guy just gets you. Don't you get the sense that this is kind of like WWE wrestling, like fake fighting, faux fighting? That maybe even the primary process is rigged at this point. And so I think the lesson here, I think what we're looking at is uh, clearly a depressed voter turnout, clearly a, sent- a sentiment that, you know, a lot of these elections are rigged or manipulated or people have their thumbs on the scales or the algorithms are are messing with the actual reality of what's happening. And, you know, that's kind of a crazy place to do- be because it means that our 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 once trusted democratic processes, and of course, we are not a full democracy, we're a constitutional republic with uh, a constitution binding, you know, the three branches of government and all governments, but there are democratic elements to our society and our system of governance. And more and more, it seems that uh, those elections are just hard to trust, whether they're being manipulated with mail-in voters, whether they're being manipulated with blatant cheating, whether it's the Dominion machines. Um, I would not be surprised at the hundreds of, of thousands of illegal immigrants that are pouring over our voter our borders right now aren't going to be deployed as voters in the 2024 election if we have a 2024 election. I could see the Trump campaign and MAGA going after them to register them as Republicans to get them to vote for Trump. So, uh, you know, there is this idea. Now, the good news is we don't need elections in order to win liberty. The founders of our country and the framers of our Constitution won liberty in their time without elections, without democratic voting, without political parties, without primaries, without general elections, and without congressional elections. They did that somehow. And no, I'm not saying that we need to go to war like a revolution with, you know, muskets and cannons. Uh, our warfare is very different now. In a lot of, in a lot of ways, it's um, an information war, it's a media war, it's a psychological war. And one of the biggest parts of the psychological warfare is to not give up. So if you guys are feeling a little bit down today, please don't. Do not give up. Do not give up. And yeah, Studio 8424, DeSantis endorsed so he could stay safe in Florida. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you want DeSantis to light his, you know, light himself on fire and go down like a martyr? I mean, I, what is the benefit in that? We're going to need him in, in Florida, especially if they try to suspend the elections and push central banking digital currencies in the next year with all the chaos and tumult. I really like the idea of having Florida intact and having DeSantis down there taking care of business. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot to discuss. Systematics, um, or no, systemic, I don't know how to sell your name, but yeah, Iowa had a 10% turnout. Yeah, out of 600,000 Iowa voters, only about 100,000 Republicans turned out. I think it was about maybe 30, 40, 50,000 independents and Democrats. But yeah, like this shows a general malaise. This shows that voters are disenfranchised. This shows that Republican voters are not motivated. They're not energized. We saw a lot of energy from the DeSantis campaign, but that was about it. So all of these things are in play as we continue through this really, really crazy, crazy political year, 2024 cultural year. Everything's going to happen this year. So there is no better way for me to be for all of you than completely independent. You guys want to know that when you come to this venue, 
every day at 11 a.m. Eastern time that you're going to get someone who is independent. Um, I'm going to tell you if there are financial entanglements or if I have a sponsor or if somebody is financially supporting the show, you're going to know about it so that you can take everything I say in that genre with a grain of salt. And uh, we're going to try to do journalism the right way here. Commentary, um, news, political, cultural, and we're going to try to do it the right way, the ethical way, and the most transparent way that we possibly, possibly can. So I'll play. I'll talk a little bit about that more um, later in the program after I bring in my guest John Burke, who will be coming in in just a moment. But right now, okay, wish me luck, everyone. I'm going to try to run an ad. So let's see if we can do this. I have my media up. I think we're going to start with Patriot Barbie. And if I can't run these ads, then yes, I will just do live reads. But we're going to see what I can do here. Um, all right. Let me just click on it and see what that happens. You know, I'm just pressing buttons at this time. But yeah, let's see. Hey, Patriot. Welcome to My Freedom Cards. I'm Lindsey Graham, the Patriot Barbie. I just want to tell you how this works and get you on the right track to shopping your values, voting with your dollar, and helping to support the company that shares those values. My Freedom Cart is an American-made manufacturing company, and it's the company we use to enroll you, allow you to start shopping direct from the manufacturer online, and get products delivered right to your door. Sounds like Amazon, right? But My Freedom Cart is conservative-owned, debt-free, employs thousands of Americans on American soil. They support freedom and they value you. And because you're a member now, invited personally by me, you'll get exclusive pricing to the entire store. Everything from toothpaste, makeup, deodorant, vitamins, the list goes on over 500 products. There's literally nothing stopping you from making the switch. Now you get to just go and roll and start shopping today. Welcome to my freedom card. Thanks for listening to the Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. As you all know, the Joy family is super sporty. We all play volleyball. The kids are playing beach volleyball in the summer, high school volleyball in the fall. And right now we are traveling across the country almost every weekend, different city every weekend, playing club volleyball. And uh, the kids need good nutrition. Very difficult to be healthy on the road. Sometimes they're playing, you know, up to five games a day, 10 games in a weekend. And they need the vitamins and minerals. They need the nutrition. And I'm so thrilled to partner up with Field of Greens so that they can get all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the nutrition that they need to supplement their regular diet and keep them full of energy and healthy on the court. Also, healing after these long tournaments is really important. And the product line over at Field of Greens is fantastic. It is an easy way to make sure that your family is getting the nutrients that they need all natural every single day. Go to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And plug in the promo code Shannon. You can check out their whole lineup of products. And if you put in that promo code Shannon, you'll get 15% off your order. So we're super excited to partner up with them and looking forward to a super healthy, super healthy 2023. All right. So everyone is telling me on the live chat that you could hear Lindsay pa Patriot Barbie, but you couldn't see the video. So I'm definitely going to have to troubleshoot that Sorry about that, guys. Well, we'll try. You know, we're learning. This is the very first, the inaugural 
Shannon Joy show live. And uh, someone has a black screen with sound. So can you guys see me right now? So let's just take a, a pause here. CJP Rumble, you're on the live chat. Can you see me and hear me? Nug202. Or was it just the commercial that we ran? I just want to make sure that <laughs> hang with us sponsors. I know. Absolutely. Okay. So CJP Rumble says, yes. So you guys can see me. You can hear me. It was just the video that was black screen. Okay. That's easily uh, fixable. So we're going to make sure that we take care of that. Hopefully, I am going to have John Burke in the Joy Virtual Studio in just a minute. He just texted me and he's going to uh, be on in just a moment. No problem, John. Okay. Jam. All right. So he's going to join from his truck. All the different time zones are hard to manage. I have a bunch of people on the East Coast. I have some Aussies that I love to work with. Milk Bar TV is awesome. He's on the like the opposite end of the time zone for me. And uh, John Burke is on Central Standard Time. And so he thought it was a little bit, a little bit different time, but he's going to be coming on with us in a moment. Okay, so we got the audio for the commercial, no video, no big deal. Let's go back to some of the analysis from some of our faves regarding what went down with Ron DeSantis, uh, his campaign, and their thoughts on what we're going to see moving forward. I'd say the biggest losers in all of this is are absolutely um, the medical freedom movement. Uh, we had a, I had an exchange with Matt Walsh, and you know he put out um, a tweet yesterday, and this is what Matt Walsh said. He's with Daily Wire. He tweets out, it's unfortunate that the DeSantis campaign didn't work out. Now, remember, Matt Walsh was the king of the, the doctrine of inevitability. It's a very sneaky thing that guys who didn't want to go in on this and didn't want to be bothered with this did over the past three months. They simply omitted any discussion about Ron DeSantis. So they would say, I really like Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is, is really great. Look at his record. I love what he's doing in Florida. But he has no chance. So that's really the same as saying, I don't like Ron DeSantis and he should get out. I mean, so the, you know, this, this line of, of discussion was something that Matt Walsh deployed on his platform, which is fine. He doesn't have to go into it, but he tweeted out, it's unfortunate that DeSantis campaign didn't work out. But to be honest, I'm very glad the Republican primary is effectively over. I've lost my taste for conservative infighting in my old age. Hate when we're at each other's throat. It will be nice to be fighting on the same, or we. It will be nice to fight, be fighting the same enemy again. And I just find that there are so many things wrong with what he he tweeted out there. Um, why would you want a democratic process to be effectively over without robust debate and discussion and giving people the opportunity to vote in a real election for the candidate that they think is going to best represent them and solve the problems of this country? Like, why would you want? to him, simply hand over and bestow a crown. It doesn't matter who it is. Listen, the Democrat Party did this exact same thing and the Biden team did this exact same thing to Bobby Kennedy Jr., which is why he exited, became an independent and is now running on the independent line, which by the way, looks like a lot of people are looking at not Donald Trump, but Bobby Kennedy Jr. as an alternate to Ron DeSantis. 
So the process is important. And I thought about this. I was, I don't know if you guys are all, uh, you know, watching the NFL games. I know a lot of you guys boycotted them because they're, you know, such raging libs, but my husband is a huge Bills fan. And so he's totally into it. My family on my side are huge Pittsburgh Steelers fans and my kids are Bills fans. And so I like to spend time with the family. So I watch football. And so we were, um, you know, watching the games this weekend. We were out with a big group of people yesterday at our club watching the game. And it struck me, you know, you have the wild card playoffs last week and you have the divisional championships this week and then you have um, the championships and then you have the Super Bowl. Like there's a process, right? Like you have to win games as as a, a football team in order to get to the Super Bowl, Right. It, you know, by that rationale in the same way, like you should be having, you shouldn't just be in a, in a representative republic with elements of democracy. We shouldn't just be coronating people before the actual process plays out. That would be like saying the Kansas City Chiefs had the best stats and on paper they looked the best and they should they should just, you know, screw all the games leading up to the, the Super Bowl. Let's just bestow them with, you know, that crown and let them play the Super Bowl and the chips will fall where they fall. Like you don't do that. And I don't know. I feel like this is basic I, I think there should be a free and fair process. And I think that that process was thwarted. And I think that's why there is only 10% turnout in Iowa. And I think that's why turnout is so low among all Americans, Democrats and Republican. I think people are disenfranchised. No one thinks that anyone's ever going to change anything. They know that politicians completely lie to them. I mean, just listen, just, you know, think about Donald Trump just raging against Ron DeSantis for three straight months, literally on a dime within like, a half a millimeter, right? He just, or within a half a second, he completely pivots. And all of a sudden, Ron DeSantis is a great guy. Like that doesn't make sense, guys. That's not reality. That's a game. That is a, a rigged game. And so I think we should still have elections. I'm seeing some people here saying, yeah, we just need to get rid of elections. America is no longer a republic. And I like elections because I think that there's, I think the process is more important than the outcomes. And the good news is that through the process, even though the last three months have been somewhat brutal, through this process, a lot was revealed. Con Inc. was revealed. Bizarro Con was revealed. A little bit of the game, the WWE wrestling was revealed. I mean, we've seen it happening in real time. That's help, that helps people to, to wake up and to understand what is really happening. And listen, it also, though, leads us to this place where, you know, we might, there might not be a political or electoral fix to what um, we are dealing with today. We might need a massive cultural fix. We might need um, more activation and revolt from the bottom up. And those things can certainly happen. We saw with the Target boycott and the Bud Light boycott. We saw with the single digit uptake of the COVID-19 boosters from Pfizer with all of the lawsuits. I've been talking to Aaron Siri. I hope to have him in um, this week, but there are a lot of lawsuits out there and a lot of decisions and judges are ruling in our favor. The, the attorneys are getting pretty litigious on a whole host of issues from COVID-19 lockdowns, particularly the COVID-19 vaccines. Mary Talley Bowden has 
has over 100 now elected officials and candidates who are signing on to the medical freedom movement and removing the COVID vaccines from the shelves. So the good news is that there's a lot that we can do outside of the electoral process, which is what we're going to do now, right? If we end up with a contest, and this is why, honestly, the process, so let's go back to the process of an election, okay? Um, it is very good. It's unfortunate that DeSantis is out. If Trump is going to be the nominee, and again, remember, a lot can happen between now and the Republican convention. And I don't think that this is over yet. I don't I like part of me thinks that they've got more in store for us. I don't even know if Trump will be the candidate. We're going to have to see what happens. But say we are looking at a situation where the two lockdowners and the two vaccine lovers and promoters, Biden and Trump, are our candidates. That effectively pulls the medical freedom issue off of the table and its memory hold. And that's a travesty. Right now with Trump quasi winning the primary, that issue of medical freedom and the vaccine is off the table for conservatives because Trump is going to double and triple down on, on everything that he did. Interestingly enough, though, there was a video out that I would have, I would run if I knew how to run videos, but I will learn like by the end of the week, I'm going to have this all figured out uh, a video of Trump saying that um, warning his audience that they're going to try to lock us down again. And he's anti-lockdown and he's going to make sure it doesn't happen. So like huge pivot there as well. But the, the point being that um, within the Republican primary, that issue of med medical freedom and a reckoning is off the table because they ousted DeSantis from discussion. So now we move into potentially a presidential year with three candidates. If it was just Biden and Trump, then the entire nation would be watching what I think to be a fake camp, you know, a fake um, you know, political season and campaign, again, with that medical freedom issue completely off the table. But with the emergency of Bobby Kennedy Jr. into the, in, you know, the, the election, that then platforms, that's where the process is, where you can begin to get our issues and our ideas and the things that are important to us out into the fore. And so that's a good thing. So that's something that that we want to to keep happening, even if Ron DeSantis or even if uh, Bobby Kennedy doesn't win or only gets five percent of the vote. It's still good to have him in the process so that we can hopefully get these issues onto the debate stage. So this is where um, I think that we are in terms of of the election. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Um. With Ron DeSantis, every power structure was aligned against his campaign, and he still managed to secure 21% and walk away, at least at this point, with his character and integrity intact. And that's good. And, you know, with Matt Walsh and his um, analysis here, um, you know, the other thing he said, I've lost my taste for for conservative infighting in my old age. So what you just, what do you, what do you want? You don't want debate anymore? I mean, is it infighting or is it debate? Like, we never even got a debate, Matt Walsh. We never were given a debate because people like you took it off the table and never held Trump accountable and never demanded. I mean, if Fox News and Sean Hannity and Mark Levin and Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro and all of the big talkers, um, you know, refused to allow Trump to get away with just omitting those debates, um, you know, they're pro they're, it makes them part of the problem. And again, it's, you know, we, we don't just hand, we don't coronate people here in this country, or at least we aren't supposed to. 
And so the response to Matt, um, you know, with this COVID tyranny, vaccine injury and death, a reckoning for the worst destruction of liberty in the history of this country is now off the table for discussion. And that's thanks to the gatekeepers of Khan Inc. and Bizarro Khan. And uh, they're making a lot of money. They're laughing all the way back to the bank. Conservative talkers um, way too often love to complain about everything. The libs, the Democrats. Uh, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, what's happening in our schools, what's happening in media, what's happening in academia. And they complain and complain and complain, but they block tackle every attempt to actually fix things. And in this case, take the guy who actually is taking it to the left and defeating them over and over and over in the state of Florida and just crushing him. Right. I mean, they essentially chose Donald Trump for us. And that's why, you know, I've lost my taste for conservative infighting in my old age. It'll be nice to be fighting the same enemy again. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if unity is possible. And this is based on what I'm seeing from some of the people um, who were pro-DeSantis. It doesn't look like they're going to Trump. It looks like this whole process left such a bad taste in their mouth that they are actually considering Bobby Kennedy Jr., or writing in a candidate. And that's going to be difficult um, for the, the Trump campaign if we do indeed have a real election. All right, let's try to take another break here. Now, this time I'm going to try to do the kill shot promo and see if I can get that done. And um, or maybe we'll do, let's see what we got here. Let me open this up a little bit. Um, yeah, let's go for kill shot and see if we can get this going and see if that video is up. You guys, let me know if you can see this video. If you can't, um, I'm going to have to fix it. But we're going to try this again. We're going to go to Kill Shot. And if you can't see the video, have fun listening to it. But I, I promise we'll fix this. Let's go to break real quick right here on the Shannon Joy Show. All right. It looked like it worked. There we go. I wonder why the Patriot Barbie didn't work. Nug202 said, yes, it's working. Clone says, good job, Shannon. This is like the worst for, for like the worst first show ever. Um, I'm like so focused on making sure that all the buttons, I'm pushing all of the right buttons that it's like my mind is not totally into the show. So I'm going to get better at this. I promise you guys. I am just so thrilled. Just bear with me today. This is just a weird show. Um, yeah, it's a different kill shot promo. So far, it's just playing. Can you guys see me right now? So Dino Fun, CJP Rumble, thank you guys for bearing with me today. Clone says, good job, Shannon. Data12 said, right on the bullseye. There we good. Okay, CJ Rumble says, please don't stress. We are totally with you. You guys are so patient. I'll tell you, when I figure out how to do this, this is going to be really good. 
And the best part is for you guys, because you guys know that I'm going to be completely independent, waiting on John Burke. I think I have him actually in the studio. So let me see if I can find John. Oh, he is. Hold on. All right. I'm going to accept John. So, all right. So we're going to do another new thing here, guys. I'm going to bring on a guest. And he is now in the waiting room. And this is exciting. And let's pull him up. All right. And so I can see that John's in the waiting room, but I don't know if he's, I don't see his video yet. Uh, let's just do one more thing here. Hey, can you hear me? Oh my gosh, there you are. This is fantastic. Hey, what's going on? Okay, hold on. Let me just pull this down. Okay. And I'm going to pull you up. And let's see. I just want to close this out. All righty. And I'm going to move this. All right, John, you are the best. I'm sorry about the mix-up. I thought it was 1130 uh, CST. My bad. And as yeah. soon as I got your text, I was just getting out of the shower at the gym. I was like, oh, crap. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I love that you just get in your car and you come in. Everyone is totally, totally awesome with this today. This is my very nice. first. You're going to be so proud of me. This is my very first ever independent, totally self-produced live broadcast. Um, Chris Pavlosky has been amazing over at Rumble. Mm -hmm. They set me up in Rumble Studio Beta. And mm -hmm. uh, I did a tutorial yesterday, spent about two hours putting everything together. But yeah, we are live. We are independent, self-producing. Nice. And you are my very first guest ever. So you're my guinea pig. <laughs> and the audience... <laughs> Yeah, the audience is telling me not to touch any buttons. Everything is good. Two for two. So we're running commercial. I, I like I like how you did the, uh, it's like you're my first guest, but you're also my guinea pig. It's like, I, thanks? <laughs> I knew you'd be cool with that because you're cool with everything. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, so we're the, I've, I've been telling the audience everything's going to get a little cleaner and tighter as mm -hmm. we go on. I'm going to learn how nice. to do this and I'll master it. You are, I mean, you are self-producing on Rumble. Guys, John mm -hmm. Burke, he's on Twitter. His handle is at John Burke 39 and he is the American Savage on Rumble. He is a rising star on Rumble and a friend of the Shannon Joy Show. And also, full disclosure, he's the owner of Shellshock CBD and a sponsor of the Shannon Joy Show. Um, but it's great when I have great sponsors and also great guests because we've been talking John today about everything mm -hmm. that went down yesterday. Ron DeSantis suspending his campaign, endorsing mm -hmm. Donald Trump, Donald Trump yeah. with the immediate 180 pivot. Now DeSantis is the best guy in the world and he's doing great things in Florida. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel so gaslit right now. But um, I just want to get your thoughts on on what has transpired over the, the past 24 hours from your perspective. So you guys all know uh, John Burke was a supporter of DeSantis. And yeah, um, what are your thoughts about the recent developments in the Republican primary? Thanks for listening to The Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I am so psyched to be working with the folks over at Colonial Metals Group. You guys know that I am all about personal empowerment, never living in fear or waiting for some politician to save you. Being at the whim of the stock market or the current administration does not make me feel safe 
or secure, but having a self-directed IRA where I can safely store physical gold and silver assets that have stood the test of time makes a lot of sense to me. Let the team of experts at CMG help you protect your family's future. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're already in a 401k or an IRA, or maybe you're thinking about your parents' retirement. Regardless of your situation, Colonial Metals Group can help. We put together a special offer for this audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950. And you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver. Don't sit around waiting for a politician to save you. Save yourself, protect your wealth, and call Colonial Metals Group today. Uh, well, I'll tell you first what I won't do. I'm not going to sit here and say this was rigged. This was stolen. This was this. Democracy spoke. The GOP boomers, they want Donald Trump. And then so be it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why DeSantis suspended his campaign so early. I, I do have questions about that. But ultimately, it's his campaign's decision. You know, I saw yesterday or the day before the Twitterverse is on fire. It's like, oh, he's doing it. He's suspending well, here's the deal. I, I love how this positioning comes about from MAGA uh, in general and other people as well. It's that you've been saying that DeSantis is going to suspend his campaign for months, for months. These same people have been saying this. So then 48, prior, 48 hours prior to it, suddenly the rumor mill starts again. And it's like you can see why a lot of people are like, you know what? We've been hearing this. I, I'm, and I, I just made a tweet. I said, I'm not going to believe anybody until I see it come from the campaign. And once it yeah, comes absolutely. from the campaign, there you go. That's fine. So everybody's trying to position themselves like, oh, I called it. I called it. It's like, right. okay, no, no, you really didn't. You were you were suspecting it. And a lot of people did. After the Iowa showing, or the lack thereof, rather, it was kind of like, all right, it, this is not a good position to be in a 30-point spread. That's bad. That's not good. Mm-hmm. We all we all acknowledge that. But it's also like, look, as long as DeSantis stays in this fight, I'm going to back him. So yeah. DeSantis decides to throw in the towel. I don't know why. I'm not going to fault the guy. It's his decision to make. Of course, he honored his pledge to, to uh, back Donald Trump. That's the nature of this game. And then, of course, Trump does take the positioning of always oh, suddenly the greatest guy. He, you know, he did that in 2015, did that in 2016. No reason he wouldn't yeah. do that now. Everybody saw that. They knew this is going to be one of those. Once it's over, we shake hands. But where I stand now with my vote, I am not going to be the guy. I'm not going to be the voter that says I'm going to vote for this lesser evil to defeat that greater evil. They're both wrong, in my opinion. I'm. I will not vote for someone who's attacked the Second Amendment, supported the jabs, supported the lockdown, literally bragged about it, um, you know, basically destroyed hundreds of thousands of jobs. I'm sorry. That's that's yeah. not a Republican. That's not a constitutionalist. That's a Democrat. Right. So where people stand on this one, it's completely up to them. But what I've seen the MAGA's, MAGA positioning been like in the last 24 hours has been, OK, now you need to we need to unify DeSantis people. You need to come over. It's just like, I don't think you understand the gravity of this position. And I hope DeSantis supporters do as well as that. You don't have to. They need your vote. So what I've seen from the MAGA camp, the MAGA influencers, has been nothing but just vitriol. I've seen nothing but insults. I've seen nothing of people saying that you now you need to bend the knee and kiss the ring. And I'm just like, no, I don't. I can see your, your guy go down in flames. I can 100% take that position to where I'm of the mindset of like, let the GOP burn. Without mm-hmm. the change, we're going to continue this never-ending cycle of getting crap candidates. And it's just so surprising to me how quickly so many people memory hole 
the things that Donald Trump ushered in. They focus on the first two, two and a half years of his presidency, which mm-hmm. was good. Don't get me wrong. But then they seem to just memory hole the last parts of it. It's like, I'm sorry. I don't think you get a retest when it comes to actually standing for the ideas of liberty and freedom. Once you've been given your chance, that's it with me. Yeah. So that's why I lean more Ron DeSantis. You know, I still had a little some issues with him and his policies on Ukraine. Didn't feel very comfortable on that one. But again, he's again, he, he was the better option, I really feel, to represent, I want to say, a younger Republican base. Yeah. But once again, we see the boomer. And I'm not blaming all boomers, but we do see the boomer generation once again stepping in and showcasing why they they still watch Fox. They still watch yeah. all these lying NSM networks. Yeah. And at this point, I'm just to the point where it's like, you know, America deserves us. If this is what yeah. the GOP wants. I'm stepping away from the GOP and I'm going to withhold my vote. I don't care if people like that. doesn't matter to me. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to baby you. I am not going to sit there and be forced in this situation of having to pick the turd out of the diarrhea. Not going to do it. Because <laughs> unless the GOP yeah. changes, we still have Ronald McDaniel. Nothing mm-hmm. changes, Shannon. Like, look at people Mike just Johnson, don't get the budget bills, the defense. You beat bills. me to it. You just beat me yeah, to it. It's sorry. like it's Matt so Gates can get up there and just pound the podium, call to. All these, all these Republicans out there is like, you know, motion to vacate. Well, where's Gates now? Johnson literally comes out first order of business, Israel, Ukraine. I Not know. even America first, and then more spending. So I'm just like, you literally replaced McCarthy with another McCarthy. Oh, yeah. Except he released some January 6th tapes. What did that get us? And that's, that's what bothers me about the GOP. It's bread and circuses. It's performative theatrical politics, and people fall for this. You've got people that are like, why are you voting for Donald Trump? It's like, because we were great under him. It's like, which part? Which policy? So yeah. now I see people that were once against Donald Trump, but don't like Biden, trying to start reasoning and start giving reasons why now. It's like, well, you know, I didn't like Trump in the past, but I think yeah. maybe he's not so bad now. It's like, no, you're just trying what? to reasoning your position. Right. What part of COVID dystopia did you really, really enjoy in the last 12 months of the Trump <laughs> yeah. presidency? Oh, and, and oh, what yeah, about the yeah. Trump non-campaign? Do you remember in 2020, he did not come out of his hole. I mean, he didn't, he hardly mm, campaigned no. in 2020. In fact, he put in the legislation that made vote or mail-in ballots possible in Here's 2020, which many attribute to his law. Stolen election. Yeah. So, I like, mean, I, I was, I I was on Austin Peterson's show today and I'm like, you, you need to rationalize to me. You need to explain to me why you want me to vote for a guy that says, oh, they're going to do this to cheat. And then you turn around and you fund the very same thing, the very same course they're using to cheat as you make the the position or the claims of. And then January 6th, you know, I I told uh, Austin Peterson this morning, I was just like, I don't blame Trump for January 6th. I blame him for being an idiot and putting, like I said before in the show many times, gasoline next to an open fire. You should not have sent those people down there to protest. This is what could have happened. And it's what did happen. So as a political tactician, he is not the smartest. I want the best. I want someone that's going to beat the left. I don't see Trump on that one. And so I'm still of the mindset of like, you lost Arizona, you lost Georgia, you lost five different states. You need to tell me what's the pathway back to 270 because I'm not seeing it. Well, you're engaging in reasoned, rational thought. And other conning talkers and bizarro con talkers are engaging in the game, the razzle-dazzle in the show. Sadly, probably Austin Peterson included. He's supposed to be a libertarian. What the heck? Um, you mentioned he's changed one his thing. tactics. He's, yeah. he's changed well, his positioning. Yeah. Well, and, but you people need to hold people accountable. Like one of the oh, things I, I try to do, I've been doing this for 10 years and I try to be consistent. I've always tried to be mm-hmm. consistent. You do the same thing. That's mm-hmm. one of the marks of someone who is 
operating from a position of of reason and yeah. and rational thought as opposed to someone who's paid off or paid to say things. Mm -hmm. And I'm oh, not yeah, making any sure. recommendations, but um, you know, you mentioned here that you just are not interested in voting um, for the lesser of two evils. And I agree with you 100%. Uh, the fact that we've been voting for the lesser of two evils for so long in this country has left us with just plain evil. Both sides are degraded. Both yeah. sides run basement campaigns. Both mm -hmm. sides lie to their constituents and both sides are on the side of the deep state and the great readers headers. And I, that's just my analysis from observation. One mm. point that I wanted to make to you though, um, you know, there was a time when real discourse did happen. I think we've gotten to this point where it is the worst it's ever been, but mm. it, you know, this primary process, I am, am frustrated that the primary process was thwarted. I think that the PSYOP and the onslaught in conservative media from uh, Conning and Bizarro Con really changed the mood and the temperament of everyone yeah. who physically went to the ballot. And um, and even the analysis, like you mentioned, you know, Ron DeSantis, poor showing in Iowa. And mm -hmm. so he should have stepped down. And Daniel Horowitz said the th same thing. And so did Steve Dace. But actually, in a in a an actual uh, primary election that is not that does not have the influences of the of the conservative media trying to tip the scales. You have mm. a lot of things that can happen. I mean, Bill Clinton, for example, came in fourth in Iowa when he was running. He came in second in New Hampshire and performed terribly on Super Tuesday. Then he dubbed himself the comeback kid and came back and won the primary. So we basically they've, they've stolen that from us. That's my my position is that that the entrenched conservative media that makes a lot of money off of MAGA mm. has essentially just kind of stolen our democratic process from us. And so if the Democrats, Joe Biden, his campaign did the same thing to, to um, Bobby Kennedy Jr. And, mm. you know, I think that that was very evident in, in presidential elections, those manipulations, but the primaries were still like this last place where something could actually happen. Mm. Remember, oh, yeah. you know, Donald Trump came down the elevator and he wasn't, I mean, we didn't know about Donald Trump being, being the nominee until the convention in 2016. Mm. At least there, there's a process. And that's what I'm frustrated. That's where I think we, the people have lost out because now it's like, the parties are just going to coronate. They're going to choose who the representatives are, who's going to run. And we just don't even have the benefit of primaries anymore. And I think it's not, I think that's bad for our Republic. I, I don't know if I go as far as to say it's been stolen from us without, I mean, cause then what is the alternative there? Now you silence the press. That's no, a very, very no. slippery slope no. there. It's just no, like, I'm just mad the, at them. I just want to expose them. That's all. Oh, I agree. I, but that's, yeah. that's the problem. It's just like, until we get what we deserve until yes, the do. older generation starts to step down. Yeah. Um, until and I feel like the newer generation of conservative. I mean, that's why DeSantis did so well with younger generation Republicans. Um, also, another, another uh, thing I want to talk about today was Trump got what, 51 percent. That's 49 percent of the Republicans in Iowa that did not want Donald Trump. That's right. Again, it stands to reason of where does the party go from here? Or do you really feel like. You're going to beat Joe Biden. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to actively campaign against Trump. I'm right. not going to go out there and actively support Joe Biden. Now I'm of the mindset to where I've got my deck chair and I'm just on the top deck of the Titanic. I'm just going to sit here and violin while she sinks. It's like, here's, yeah. I'm very curious how you think you're going to beat Joe Biden. But I think the reasoning why they, they think they can is that they think 2020 was stolen, genuinely think it was stolen. Um, and so I, I don't know. I feel like I've said this, I've said this many different times, like, would people even consider the fact of maybe there was some election interference, which clearly there was, 
We just don't know what degree. But at the same time, and I've, I've made this point continuously, when you had Donald Trump in office for four years and the MSM was constantly slandering this guy, they were fabricating every, they're already doing it again. Yeah. You already saw Newsweek, boom, as soon as Donald Trump looked like he's going to take the nomination, boom, Trump slurring his word, giving pause yeah. for his here mental conditions. Like, here we go again. Here we, we go. It. So yeah. what they're doing now is they're, again, they're going to energize the Democratic base. They're going to turn out numbers because this is one thing that Republicans just don't understand about Democrats in Congress and voting. They unify. They don't have principles. They unify. They don't care. They're willing to sacrifice anything they can to get the win. They're going to do this again. So the point that I've tried to make in the past is, though, maybe those four years of what we just saw Newsweek do weaponized and energized that voter base to turn out like we've never seen before. It is entirely possible. It is possible. You can have, you know, two things can be mutually true at the same time. Maybe this is also another factor. Now, I'm not saying that this is one of those reasons why now you shouldn't vote for Donald Trump. I'm just saying this should have been a major consideration and who you want to pick as your primary. If DeSantis is doing well with independents, if he can win those moderates, then that's the guy that you want to bring over. If Trump can't even get his own people, what are we doing? Like, if we're talking tactics, this is not a smart move. But again, when you and Trump has put himself in a very unique, intelligent position to where he's using and fueling the hatred for the left to unify his own base. What unifies best, love or hate? Hate, hands down. It's too easy to hate a specific group of people. And, and use that and weaponize that. You don't see the MAGA campaign as being a campaign of love and understanding and unity. It's a campaign of screw the left, screw this. Yeah, we're going to take it. Trump's the man. That's godlike idol worship. And when you try and reason with some of these people saying, look, these are the things Donald Trump voted for. These are the things that he, he taught. We didn't get the wall. And then he later came back and said, oh, well, yeah, there was no legal incentive to make Mexico pay for it. Well, that gets chalked up to voter ignorance. You should have known better. He couldn't do that unless you, you know, the house holds the purse. Yeah. 33 miles of repaired fence. No, maybe it was way to go. Yeah. A few hundred miles of repaired fence that already existed. And I think it was 33 miles of an actual new fence, but there's no wall. Uh, We're going to see more amnesty, more amnesty on the table for the illegals. I'm just, here we go. Here we go. Donald Trump initiated amnesty, jailbreak in the first step act. Massive. Well, the first step back, like Austin Peterson rallied around this and like, yes, it is a more libertarian principled piece of legislation. But what we don't seem to understand is that's with the good faith of there's going to be DAs across the country that are actually going to prosecute based upon the merit of the crimes. When you've got Soros back DAs, when you've got uh, clear politics that are driving it now and these DAs are politically driven to where they want to, you know, defund the police, don't arrest black people, God forbid, because then you're a racist. Well, then the libertarian principle is sound and it's great in theory. But if the buy-in from the DAs does not exist, then it fails. It's already failed. Crime is rampant. Yeah. The legislation was terrible, too. I covered it with Daniel Horowitz. It's essentially was a Soros-backed, Kim Kardashian-backed, you know, uh, bill that was essentially the template. It was the poster child bill. They passed multiple states, passed subsequent state bills and county yeah. legislation. And it essentially is jailbreak. It's basically making it yeah. very, very difficult to put bad guys in prison. And it released mm-hmm. rapists and gangsters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and we detailed in excruciating fashion during that time with Daniel yeah. how bad that bill was. Um, it's not libertarian. It is complete lawlessness. And it's why, I mean, this is why when they complain Austin about- Austin Peterson's trying to reason and say it is a libertarian-based thing no, in regards to less federal involvement, less federal teeth, yeah. more state level. It's like, yeah, it sounds libertarian. But like I said before, with yeah. DAs not buying into that, 
you're, you've got the initial, I mean, you've got the good faith, but it's not going to work on the, the state level. And so they're trying to use this and, and say, this is like something that benefited them. It's like, if you look at blue run cities, it's actually gotten way worse. So I'm yeah. not sure yeah. if we can sit here and say, this is a win, like yes. in theory, less federal control. Yes, that's a win, but at state level, like I said, if they're not going to enact, if they're not going to back this, you've done nothing. You've right, done literally right. nothing. That's what Trump does. He does nothing. It sounds well, good. So he, he repackages leftist progressive agendas and he sells them to the right. Yeah. That's what oh, makes yeah. Trump yeah. so valuable. And this is why I believe, I do believe that once you get to the presidential level, our presidents are selected, not elected. Um, I believe for the most part. And so I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a whole contingency of, of, you know, backroom, you know, playmakers and kingmakers who see Donald Trump as uh, really a great candidate and a great way to pitch central banking, digital currencies and, um, you know, some of those great reset agendas to a conservative base in the exact same way that he pitched the vaccine. He was very effective in that. So I'm going to be looking yeah. at that. But to your point, you know, Rasmussen poll showed uh, um, over December that only 13 percent of Republicans even identify as MAGA. And that mm. really uh, underscores what you said about the 49 percent of Republicans who turned out very depressed out of 600,000, only 100,000 even showed up. Yeah. And only, and he was only able to get 51% of the vote, 49% don't want him. And this is leading to, and, and I think the sentiment, what I'm seeing from a lot of people who've really paid attention to this process, when we come back, I'm going to, we're going to close out the show and I'm going to read you uh, just um, uh, one anecdote of why people are not moving on from, they're not going to unify and get all in for Donald Trump. And if MAGA and Trump think that that's going to be the case, I think that people have suffered too much. And it's a different situation than it was in 2016. But um, I, you know, I believe that, that this medical freedom issue and what happened to people and the suffering that people endured during 2020 is too much to bear. And this is why there's a growing number of Republicans and conservatives who are very seriously considering writing in a candidate or voting for Bobby Kennedy Jr. And oh I've God, seen no, a lot no. of people. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, like, I'm I, I, I see it too, it. Shannon. But I, oh yeah. yeah let's, let, let me ask you about it. When we come back, I want to get your thoughts on it. All right. Absolutely. We'll be back in a moment right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Hey, Rumble, keep it tuned right here. It is the Shannon Joy Show. We're about to start in just minutes. Interviews, reporting, and analysis you will not hear on the mainstream news media every day right here on Rumble at 5 p.m. Already, we are back, everyone. Um, okay, we did it. We got through another. That was the wrong video that I ran. So sorry. <laughs> I was wondering. He's like, that's not a commercial. <laughs> it's not a commercial. 
I'm just, I'm learning. Like I have, I have, I downloaded a bunch of videos and, um, but I don't have all of them that I want, but I am trying to like break this up into the four segments. So this has been, I mean, this show has been, thank you all for being so gracious and so patient with me as I learn how to self-produce. It's going to get better and better. Yeah. You guys are laughing at me. <laughs> Dino goes, why is it showing the opening trailer part? What the heck? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know guys. Yeah. This, these are the perils of self-production. Um, and today we are joined by John Burke. He is um, at John Burke 39 on Twitter. He has a great show, American Savage. And this is what I wanted to ask you. Okay, I want to read to you this from uh, a guy who's pretty active on Twitter. His name is Josh Power. And he says, now that the primary is essentially over, I'll say this. I am conservative, but I will not under any circumstances support Trump for president. The main reason is warp speed. My wife got blood clots after taking the Pfizer vaccine, and I had several, several friends who had heart issues from it, and one even died unexpectedly at 38 years old. This is not a conspiracy. This is real. I've studied warp speed ex extensively, and I blame the Trump administration for rolling out a dangerous, untested, and unsafe vaccine and lying to the country and telling us that it was 100% safe and effective. I fully understand the threat that Democrats represent. Okay. I am obviously a Republican and will vote R down the ballot. Of all of his many serious faults and transgressions, this one for me is unforgivable. Um, I view, view this as a blood feud, as a matter of honor. He will never receive my, for, my support or my good graces, period. I'm not going to bang on like some deranged anti-Trump account and constantly attack him from this platform because one, it's toxic, and two, many of you are my friends and will support him. I respect and appreciate you. And I know you have your own reason, but I'm out. I've said my piece. He's not, he's like, this is a line in the sand. He's not voting for yeah. Trump. And I was watching the comments to that statement. And I saw a lot like this. Um, this was from that Tea Party guy in the responses. My mom died back in 2021, two days after the second vote, the second dose of COVID vaccine. I think people whose lives were destroyed, who were watched their grandmothers and their parents agonize in on COVID floors in nursing homes, people who had to drive through funerals, had funerals canceled, people who watched their children absolutely uh, regress in terms of socialization and academics with the closures of the schools, the forcing of the masking, the dehumanization of the masking, and the suffering that people saw. I think it's just too much. That's why I think that this year is different. I don't think that the unity that Matt Welsh wants and the unity that everybody wants to come out of this will happen. Now, clearly, a, a certain percentage of people will just go and they'll vote for Trump and that'll be fine. But I yeah. think this sentiment with Josh Power is something that is resonating. And it is, I think, one of the reasons that people are open to Bobby Kennedy Jr. Your thoughts? Mm. I, I certainly empathize with him. I mean, that's that's... Can you really expect someone that lost people to the clot shot to ever no. vote in favor of the man that ushered it in that we all saw. Um, and ultimately, you know, here, here's the deal. The American public needs to understand something. We don't have just a crappy candidate issue. We've got a stupid voter issue. Yeah. We've got an ignorant voter issue here in America. For example, is that saying of, you know, the whole definition of insanity is repeating the same. I mean, you know, how it goes when you've got a gentleman like you just listed, you tell me how to win back that vote when you ushered in a, a very warp-speeded vaccine. When the clinical trial of the most average vaccines goes from five to seven to nine years, you've got to have long-term effects. We had nothing. We had nothing. And Trump supported it. 
Now, there is a difference between supporting and then supporting enforcement of mandates. Trump, you know, he never he never actually said he supported the mandates, which I did respect. But Trump also wasn't a big proponent of trying to stop any of these people at the federal level. It was instead like, I hope the states do the right thing. It's like, okay, well, the states clearly didn't. You set the, the, the tone and they followed suit. And then when states wanted to reopen, like the Georgia with Kemp and the Sanders in Florida and Abbott in Texas and, and Noam, it's just one of these things to where you didn't, you weren't very active in trying to celebrate these people. And in fact, on Trump's campaign thing, you say that Andrew Cuomo did better at COVID than DeSantis did. It's like now you're weighing deaths. You're weighing the deaths of Americans and trying to leverage that for political clout. That's a disgusting underhanded tactic. I can't support that. I think that's just ridiculous. Now, as far as Bobby Kennedy goes, it doesn't make sense to me to say that I'm going to support Ron DeSantis because Donald Trump isn't conservative enough. And then when DeSantis drops out, suddenly say, I'm going to vote for a Democrat. Bobby Kennedy Jr. is a Democrat. Make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Anybody that's saying otherwise, they're full of crap. This guy is anti-2A. He flip-flops on some things. He's been for, he's a massive climate change, um, I don't want to say Nazi because it, it definitely doesn't align. But he, he's very draconian as his climate change support. Uh, even just now, he tweeted out yesterday talking about more incentivization of increasing the minimum wage. Increasing the minimum wage is discriminatory towards uh, actual able-bodied workers that have um, applicable skills to be paid for. Right. When you, and we all know this. This is basic economics 101. So Robert Kennedy Jr. is a Democrat. He's running as an independent because he knows that he does not have a chance with Biden as a DNC ticket holder. There's no way you're going to compete with that. Biden's got you beat fundraising just hands down. You'd see a, a, a repeat of what they did to Bernie, what Hillary did to Bernie. You'll see what they did to Tulsi. So he's smart for running independent. Ultimately, I think um, he is going to steal votes from Biden. I don't think he's going to take a lot of Trump votes. See, that's um, interesting because I would be open to Bobby Kennedy. That and really? I'm a, I was that? I was a registered Republican my entire life. I left the Republican Party in I want to say around 215 or 216 and became a blank no party. So I'm a, a full, yeah, yeah. full, you know, throttle independent. <clears throat> yeah. And I see, you know, when I look at someone like Bobby Kennedy. That at least from my perspective, I've been using his work and I've been following him on the medical freedom front in the vaccine issue for almost 10 years. So children's health defense, all the work that he's done with I Can Decide and Aaron Siri, all the work that he's done platforming the issue of vaccine injury and death. Um, I've been watching him very consistently articulate these positions uh, over the past 10 years. He's very consistent. I've yeah. been satisfied. I've seen him in full scale, full throttle debates with people about 2A, Second Amendment, mm -hmm. about uh, climate change, which you mentioned, which he's really he has really pivoted his positions on a lot of those things. And I've been satisfied with where he is. Do I think he's the best? No. But I see if you if you're looking at a political season where we have two of the worst, right? The lesser of mm -hmm. two evils. And then one guy who at least acknowledges vaccine injury and death, who at mm -hmm. least acknowledges how devastating the lockdowns were. I mean, he wrote the book, The Real Anthony yeah. Fauci, which has been the right. Bible of what happened in that time, indicting yeah. both political parties and really mm -hmm. doing something brave and setting on. This is just, this is just where I am. And I'm not saying yeah. that I like all of I, you know, I'm not I'm not comfortable with his position on abortion and the life issue, but yeah. I see 
the rollout of the vaccines and what these two administrations, Trump and Biden, did to human bodies, and they're aborting full-grown people on a regular mm-hmm. basis and celebrating themselves, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm not making any defin- definitive statements now, but I will say, at least from my perspective, this is why I am open to hearing what he has to say and hearing more mm-hmm. about I mean, he's come out and said, there's no way I'm going to take guns away. I mean, I'm not really sure what... People, you know, yeah, I don't he's, he's flip flopped all within the last he, year. So, well, yeah, no, yeah, I've heard his, I've heard his statements. Yeah. And it's just like, if you're going to flip flop within the span of a year on something as crucial as the Second Amendment, that means that your mind is not made up. And I prefer someone that is either a yeah. hard leftist or a hard principle two a I don't like lukewarm. Lukewarm yeah. just tells me you're going to pull a Donald Trump. There's going to be another mass shooting. You're going to compromise. Uh, you basically just give over more ground yeah. to Feinstein. But let's talk about economically his positioning. When you're sitting there saying that there needs to be an increase in the minimum wage and stuff like this, you are going to destroy, you're going to help destroy small businesses. Large scale, medium businesses can basically afford those types of things because number one, they can invest in technology to replace mm. those types of workers as we've seen display with the likes of McDonald's and stuff like that. But number two, now you're interjecting government into the free market and that is very dangerous. You're coming on the heels of massive inflation, uh, you know, a recession that we're still going through. So when you couple that, potentially if Cong, you know, Congress mm-hmm. is able to put something like that. And I don't agree with the federal involvement at that level. But when you're pushing for something like that, those are very dangerous economic grounds to be in, especially right now. We're not in the condition to be able to tolerate any, any kind of discussion like that. It needs to be, in fact, the opposite. It needs to be a shrinking of the federal government's involvement. So yeah. I can understand, you know, and Bobby Kennedy, when it comes to COVID, he's leading the way. Uh, yeah. You know, I am not sitting there trying to demonize the guy and say, like, you know, he's bad all around. Of course, he's got some good qualities. I think he's he's more of a, I say moderate Democrat, quite honestly. But, you know, but still, when I look he at his positioning, of, just, I'll tell you what he reminds me of. He reminds me of a one a classical liberal. Like, if you ever hear him yeah, have a discussion yeah. with somebody about econ- economies, he yeah. will very clearly delineate between uh, massive global corporations, which essentially it's the collectivization of enterprise and free business and free markets. So he is free market. um, But I think he's totally into trust busting. Like he'll go in and he'll, and I'll tell you what, pharma needs to be taken apart. They need to be decoupled from the federal government. They need to lose all of their funding. They need to get rid of all of the the beneficial, I mean, because here's the thing, essentially the government, federal government is propping up massive corporations and Republicans mm. call that capitalism, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's not capitalism. Yeah. It's yeah. not capitalism. And yeah. and that's to the detriment of small businesses. So when you create so many and regulations- that's where the socialists so get laws, the talking points, yeah. Right. So it's a much more, and I, so I think that he takes a nuanced approach to it, but because I've, and I think it's just because I've listened to him for so many years, I've heard him articulate and debate situations, what his positions are, that I'm like, I get it. It makes sense to me. Um, but you're right. He's a wild card. That's the detriment. But I'll tell you what, again, we go back to lesser of two evils. We have the guy that locked yeah. us down first and the guy that locked us down second, and who both of them love the vaccine <laughs> and yeah. both of them are probably puppets. So, and, and, you know, when you say that, I love that side by side there because people are like, well, who are you going to vote for? You're going you're gonna to vote for, uh, you know, you're going to vote for Joe Biden. It's like, OK, well, let's let's break this down. Both of them don't like the Second Amendment. Right. Um, both of them are the cause for our inflation. So it's just like you're telling me to like, well, hey, this Democrat is not as bad as that Democrat. I'm like, yeah. uh, no, because I try to explain people. I'm not. They always qualify to they, they try to chalk it up. Oh, it's just Trump derangement syndrome. No, yeah. like I said, liberals are attacking him because he's he's a conservative. I'm saying he's not conservative enough. 
No, that's that's no. the difference in our positioning here. Okay, so. here's, wait, <clears throat> here's a question, right? So say you have to do mm. Trump or Bobby Kennedy Jr. Bobby Kennedy mm. Jr. will come out and say, I respect the Second Amendment. I am not going to take anyone's guns, period, end of sentence. Yeah. And he'll make that definitively. Donald Trump gave us red flag laws in the yeah. third year of his presidency and yeah. said, take the gun, and I quote, take the guns first, due process later. Right. Yeah. So who's really the th this is where politics is very nutty right now. And mm -hmm. I think John Burke <clears throat> and I'm gonna let you go because I appreciate you being, <laughs> being with me. And I know you're super, super busy. This is where I think that we are in the wild, wild west of of political discourse, electoral mm -hmm. politics and even in our culture. Everything mm -hmm. in 2024 is going to be thrown up in the air. The, the yeah. checkerboard has been tossed. The pieces are everywhere and people are going to have to try to figure out you know, how to move forward. Mm. I don't know if our solutions are going to come from the electoral process. I think that there's a lot more that we need to begin to conceptualize that we can do in our own lives from the bottom up, par parallel institutions. Uh, you have a small oh, business yeah. that you're running, um, set, you know, securing your own community, more local engagement and activation mm. and civics. And, you know, really let the circus play out because the, the circus is going to play out. But I'm, you right. know, there's a lot that we can do in 2024, I think, to fight back against all the things that that, mm. you know, we see coming down the pipeline and then uh, but also participating in, in the process because I plan on voting. I just don't know if we should be like. These guys are going to save us. White, you know, white oh, yeah. and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and, you know, and that's why I feel this is yeah. why I can come to work today and feel very optimistic, even after my guy drops out, because I never, yeah. ever put DeSantis up on a pedestal like, oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. we go, don't get DeSantis. We're all going to go to hell in oh. a handbasket. I mean, yeah, I've hated that. I've seen yeah. some of the meltdowns in the DeSantis team, not from his team, per se, yeah. um, whom, you know, I've, his, his campaign, you know. Hindsight, we can definitely criticize that campaign. There was a lot of, a lot of blunders, and you know, ultimately, if you're going to go against somebody like Donald Trump, uh, that's a very good, that's a very difficult position to put yourself into, because yeah. he's going to he's going to participate in the mudslinging. It's a guaranteed. He is going to disgrace. He's going to disgrace himself, debase himself, to use whatever type of ammunition he can to go after you. The only way you beat a bully is to out bully the bully. Yeah, Santos yeah. is a Boy Scout. He's not going to do that. And I would I'd probably lose respect for him if he did do that. So unfortunately, when you've got someone like Donald Trump in this race, uh, you're going to get the worst of what politics brings out in people. You've seen the paid uh, MAGA types on Twitter. You've seen the disgusting things they've said. And that's the thing that I love how you have this um, unification of the MSM, of these mouthpieces like Tim Pool and the rest of them, these grifters and liars, that grifters. you sit there and you see Trump and his team Punching at DeSantis hard. You see Trump people doxing uh, DeSantis people on Twitter. You've seen Laura Loomer uh, dox mm -hmm. Riley Gaines. You've seen, and then Trump praises her. You've seen the Roger Stone. You've seen these people and the disgusting vitriol they bring to the table. It's like, look, if you want to repeat this, then vote for the guy. But don't sit there and pearl clutch when people like me are like, I'm just going to withhold my vote because I'm sorry. I'm tired of this. Yeah. Don't, and this isn't Trump derangement syndrome. It's like, I don't think that Trump will protect our Second Amendment rights because I do right. feel there's going to be another school shooting. There's going to be something orchestrated by the left. And what's Trump done before? He'll do it again. He'll so it's like, guns. no, yeah, he'll take the guns. So take the guns, due process second, right? I mean, he literally he backpedaled to Feinstein, Feinstein, yeah. like he just, he kissed the ring. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, well, at what point do you have to wake up and realize like you're voting for a Democrat? So.
Yeah. If people do want to be the, of the position of like, you've got to vote for somebody, I disagree. I'm, you know, if, unless I see something change, I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to vote to pick the lesser of two evils. It's going to be one of those. I'm a principled voter. Yeah. I'm going to say that I haven't found a candidate that earns my vote. And they're like, well, then I guess you're voting for Joe Biden. No, I'm not. I'm saying the GOP has not put forward a candidate that I actually want to like, here's the deal. If DeSantis didn't make it, that's fine. If there's somebody else that's say, for example, the runner up or whoever's leading that actually isn't that bad a Republican, they'd have my vote. Mm. I would have voted, honestly, I'd have voted for Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't trust mm. the dude. I think he's a flip flopper, but he said a lot of the things that resonated with me. So it's like, yeah, I could vote for somebody like him. Would I ever vote for Nikki Haley? Hell no. Absolutely yeah. not. That's yeah. going to be, you know, I've said before, Nikki Haley's campaign slogan should be, you know, vote for me so I can draft your ass. Yeah. It's like, absolutely. She is a Bush era, old guard conservative. So yeah. you did have some other decent people up on that, that thing, uh, you know, a little few unknowns, but their policies are like, yeah. dude, um, they're not bad. They're really not. They just don't have the backing. I, I, <clears throat> I could never vote for VVAC. Um, he is way too entrenched with pharma. Way, way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. In yeah. fact, um, I'm working on getting Dr. David Martin on the show this week. He is a mm -hmm. star man. And um, he laid out in a really interesting spaces last week that, that Vivek Ramaswamy was basically gifted a company that had an mm -hmm. exclusive patent that was necessary mm -hmm. for um, uh, creating the COVID-19 vaccine and that the mRNA platform. And that's how he got filthy. Mm -hmm filthy rich. Like Vivek was not just on the periphery of all the pharma stuff. He mm. was writing white papers. He was mm. lobbying congressional members to get contracts during lockdown because yeah. of what. So he was, that guy was, um, yeah, that no when one. You support a vaccine me. database. That's, that's does, why I like when I debated people I like Austin Peterson, it's like you're, you're hardcore libertarian. And then you say Vivek is the most libertarian person up there. I'm like, I disagree. No, he's a I corporate welfare over, queen. He's yeah, I think the Overton window has shifted so much. It's like, wait yeah. a minute. Like, what do you consider libertarian anymore these days? John, so the libertarians were awful on COVID lockdown. Oh, yeah. When Jeffrey yeah. Tucker at Brownstone just fired all of them. He's like, and Jeffrey like started, I mean, he worked for Mises, I believe. He was in um, Foundation for Economic Education. That was fee and air. I mean, Jeffrey Tucker yeah. is like one of the best in terms of the Austrian school of, of economics and mm -hmm. which is, which is laissez-faire. It's, you know, free markets. And, mm -hmm. um, not, you know, the, the demand side. And yeah, the, the libertarians were an abomination when it came oh, yeah. to lockdowns. I remember, you know, battling with them. But, um, you know, it's going to be crazy. You know, we might be looking at at another kind of circus sideshow election. Mm. And it's going to be really interesting to, to see, like, what how do we wiggle out of this? Like, how do we what's going to happen culturally? What's going to happen from the bottom up? What are the people going to do when they're completely disenfranchised? And when you see a 10% voter turnout in Iowa, <laughs> when you see how many people uh, are just omitting themselves from the process, what does the Republic look like when that happens? Do I think things will change. I think I, people are clearly omitting themselves from the electoral process and the, and the voting process. No. Where is the country going though? Like that's where, that's where, question it's going to be very interesting to watch because I mean, yeah. if you watch, if you look at Europe right now, it's in, it's on fire. I look at their deportation of illegal immigrants. Now they've quickly reversed course, which I like Paris just passed this thing that made it easier to deport people. So suddenly the Europeans that are very prepared America is not much, but I mean, we're not better at all. We have an open Southern border for a reason, 
but it's very interesting to see European countries that are way more progressive suddenly start to adopt the positioning of like, wait yeah. a minute, these immigrants have got to go. Because yeah. you start to understand multiculturalism does not work. You cannot bring in people from the Middle East and expect them to suddenly adopt to your method. Yeah. They won't do it. So it's like, look, and, but it's, and this is what we're seeing right now, honestly. If you look at the grand scheme of things, for the last, oh my God, I, don't, I mean, how, how bad do you think the Democrats have been to the point where the, again, the Overton window shifted for DNC to where moderate Democrats are now considered independents and, you know, hardcore Democrats are now considered moderates because the DNC has shifted so far left with its extremism. You've disenfranchised a good portion of your voter base. So explain to me now where the country goes from there as far as the political lines being drawn, because I, I don't know. I yeah. really don't know. It's we're in. I feel like, you know, I'm 39. I've never mm-hmm. experienced anything like this, or I've also never paid attention as close as I do now to politics. But since I've been alive, I've never seen it this bad. I've yeah. never seen this country um, this just polarized. I've never seen the the hatred and animosity for one another to this level. Ultimately, I blame, I blame social media. I blame the press, specifically the press. The yeah. press, and this is, what, this is what Republicans need to understand. This is what boom Republicans need to get through their heads on is that Fox does not give a damn about you. They don't give a damn about who wins. Fox, just like CNN, just like MSNBC, ABC, all they care about is ad revenue. They care about money. money. So the reason that we saw Fox and the rest of these MSM mouthpieces on the right suddenly start singing praises to Trump, it's no different than the days of Caesar, the courts of Henry V, the Henry VIII. It doesn't matter. You're going to have people like the Ted Cruz's that go sit back and they're going to watch, or like the Rand Pauls, and they're going to sit back, or Ron Paul, they're going to rant. They'll sit back and they'll watch, and they'll sniff the air to say, which way is the political wind blowing? Because ultimately, when you're a politician, it's about self-preservation in Congress. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, do I jump on the Trump train right now and go all in and really monetize the MAGA movement? J.D. Vance has done that. Marjorie Taylor Greene is probably the poster child for that. Yep. And all that gets you is more loyalism from your elected representative to the man. So now you don't, you no longer have decentralized representation. You've got one man spearheading the party and everybody else under that man. If you disagree, for example, like Thomas Massey, who did not want to sign the CARES Act, he said, this is a horrible thing. What did Trump want to do? He wanted to throw him out of Congress. Oh yeah. Massey is probably one of our more, most principled constitutionalist representatives, Chip Roy as well. So when you got Donald Trump, now sicking all of his minions on this one constitutionally sound guy that says, I am tired of federal spending. I'm going to live up to the promise that I was elected for. And you've got Trump trying to take him down. I'm sorry, but now you have crossed the line. It's like you are taking us down the route of fealty to the man. So that's why I said I will not vote for Donald Trump because of the ushering in of more Trumpian politicians like the Lauren Boeberts, who's given hand jobs at movie theaters, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that's literally touching... Yeah, it's like all we're doing is we are creating more of a culture that is going to kneel to the man. And guess what? The man gets it right or gets it wrong a lot. So it's yeah. like if that's the position you want to take, I mean, look look how many times I, they threaten politicians where it's like if you don't come on Trump, or you don't come on the Trump train, you're done. You're not getting reelected. You're getting primary. It's like you do realize what you're saying here. You want fealty. You want yeah. blind loyalty. That's not democracy. That is the furthest thing from it. 
John Berg, this is why I am independently producing my show today because I have firsthand experience with that, with my production yeah. company. Oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. You know, the, pi the pipeline, you know, they have a pipeline to MAGA money. They sell the MAGA. And it started in the spring. I mean, it started yeah. eight months ago where they would mention to me, well, maybe you should stop talking about Trump. Don't talk about Trump. <laughs> Trump. And then, like, it got a little yeah. bit more pressured in, you know, late summer. Like, yeah. you really need to, like... Our people are MAGA people. You need to either mm -hmm. um, support him or, yeah. you know, it, at the very least, not talk about him. And Bend then, the knee, Shannon, uh, or you don't get paid. Bend the knee or we're going to try and come for they you. Did. Oh, they did. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why, like, your viewers that are watching, I highly encourage you. You should be, if you can, you know, donate to your show. Become subscribers because when you – and that's what people need to realize. When you – and I don't agree with everything Steve D says. He's more evangelical than me. I'm more of a yeah. – what you do behind closed doors, none of my business, none of the government's yeah. business. You want to stick a, a flower up your butt, stand upside down, call yourself a vase. I don't care. None of my business. But when you see people like the Steve Deeses, yourself, myself, uh, well, maybe not Steve Deese. He's with the Blaze. And, you know, God forbid you ever go against Glenn Beck and you work for the he Blaze, he'll fire you. Yeah, Steve has been able to carve out. He's more independent. Yeah. He has a, some type of relationship with them. <laughs> that allows him a little bit more independence, which is why he's able to say the things that he That's said. good. Yeah. That's good. But what I seen, what I saw with the likes of Tommy Lahren, um, when she yeah. got fired, when she had her positioning on the view, you know, Glenn Beck is, a, he's another one of those guys that he's going to see which way the wind's blowing. I remember oh, in yeah. 2016, he puts on the MAGA hat. And I'm going to talk about this on today's show, how independent people like you, we're not Glenn Beck. We're not these people going to suddenly say, well, you know what? Being at the, and this was Glenn Beck in 2016. He's like, being the media hates Trump so much. And he puts on the MAGA hat. I'm all in for Trump. It's like, so then you've allowed your hatred to manipulate you into voting for a guy that you felt right. principally did not represent you. It's like, you do realize what this is. So Glenn Beck and the rest of them, that's why you didn't see Matt Walsh or Ben Shapiro really push hard for DeSantis. It's like, yeah, I'll vote for him. But mm -hmm. you didn't see them actively going out there because they know they didn't think DeSantis had a shot. They don't want to risk their ad revenue. They don't want to risk losing subscribers because it's all about money. Yeah. And guess what? I've been broke. I've been living paycheck to paycheck. Eh, me too. I can go back doing that again. Yeah. It's not a problem for me. Low overhead so right why, here. Yeah, that's why I encourage your viewers, like, donate to your show, become subscribers, because then you're going to get, you're supporting, honest to God, authentic, independent voices that they might not give an opinion that you like or you might agree with, but you know they're coming to you in good faith. You yeah. cannot tell me these Elijah Schaefer's, you cannot tell me these Charlie Kirk's are coming to you in good faith. These are people that are paid to have these positions. These are people that are paid not to disagree. And when you don't have that, you've got an echo chamber and that's when you get what Donald Trump has created. And that's why it's so very, very dangerous. Yeah. No, independent media, Substack, Rumble, um, you know, mm -hmm. Twitter even still is, you yeah. know, they have the algorithms, but it's the best that we have yeah. right now. Um, yeah. We definitely need to be more discerning about the people that we allow into our purview every day, the things you're watching, the things you're oh, yeah, listening yeah. to. You have to be very discerning and you really have to curate um, mm. a, a rapid of trusted voices and that necessarily means in some cases you do need to do the subscription model where mm -hmm. where you pay a couple dollars a month to support them but in exchange yeah. for that you keep them independent and then you know mm -hmm. that they're going to disclose their angles you know that they're going to yeah. tell you at least the truth you might not agree with my analysis you might not agree yeah. with my positions but at the very yeah. least you know that it is this is genuine and this is honest analysis and this is really what i think and not something that i'm paid to think or i'm I'm yeah, forced yeah. to think. I mean, a lot of people in my position. Shannon, if you were going to sell out, you'd go where the money's at. Like, that's what people's yeah. like, you're such a sellout. It's like selling out would be literally selling something. What am I selling and who am yeah. I selling it to? It was like, if I was a sellout, 
I'd be on the popular side of this. Instead, I'm principled. Right. I'm taking it. We, we knew this going into it. The Santa's yeah. was up against a monster. Yeah. You know, absolutely. me at the beginning, I was like, Josh was, you know, Josh is voting for Trump and he's my business partner. I respect that. And, you know, we, we have our debates. But it's like, look, I'm not going to sit here and play stupid like a lot of people want you to do and say, DeSantis is going to win this. It's like, mm. it's like, I didn't see DeSantis. I thought he would win Iowa. I said, but if he doesn't, I would, I would suspect he'd lose by a slim margin. Didn't think it'd be 30 points. Yeah. So got that one wrong in a sense of like, oh, that sucks. But at the same time, though, it's like, what's the alternative? You want me yeah. to vote for a guy whom what? So that's where I like the, the, the MAGA types. There's like, yeah, you were wrong. It's like, it's not wrong. It's that I picked the more principled candidate. Yeah. Your people don't want that. So congrats. You won this round. My principles don't change just because your guy got elected. So no, I'm not wrong. I'm right for supporting my guy. But uh, going back to the independent podcasting thing, though, that's where the, the subscriptions do come into where it's like, look, and I tell my people, it's like, if you want to support me on locals, I appreciate that. If you want to support Shellshock, yeah. that goes a long way. I was like, sure. but if you don't support, I'm going to stop doing this because it's like, look, I've got other things I could be doing that pay me better, but I'm not saying I'm doing this just for the money, but it's kind of like if people don't realize and respect that and want to support it, then you can't be surprised when independent journalism goes away because you're paying their bills. You're helping them devote time to talking about these issues. I mean, how much time do you spend researching a lot of this stuff, staying tuned into the politics, staying plugged into the matrix? And it's, it's soul sucking. It is very soul sucking. So, you know, when people do those subscriptions, it does help out a lot, like five bucks to a lot of people. That's not a lot. It's like, it actually is when you, when you pair it with, if you've got 200 viewers right now, that's going to do a lot for the production quality of your show. And we need more of that. Otherwise you're going to have these same mouthpieces of Fox, MSN, Charlie Kirk, and they've got the spotlight on the GOP voters. You're not getting anybody in there. For example, like you saw Public Square. We ran ads through them about a year ago because they wanted to set up the parallel economony. What it was a seller setting up a parallel MAGA economy. Yes. And that's why our ads, our ads never went anywhere. We made no revenue. It was like, I lost mm-hmm. money with them. I was like, I'll never do this again. I ran ads on True Social. Didn't see, and this is back before Trump went off the rails, stupid. Yeah. Didn't see anything. And I'm just kind of like, I'm, I can't support this anymore because you guys, you're using this MAGA idea of support MAGA, support MAGA, but as a business owner, and I see no ROI, I'm pulling my investment. There's no yeah. point in doing this. So again, that's why independent journalism is so crucial to be supported. I want to um, point you guys to such a good piece that was written by Naomi Wolf over at Daily Clout called The Vitamin Wars, Who Pays for Your Media?, Read every single word of it. It's in context of something that she's going through, um, but she really explains the history of news media, news generation, the old school newspapers, when things got corrupted and how the subscription model went away in exchange of the paid advertiser model, which is okay, but it can't be the end all be all because that's when things get, get, can potentially get um, turned around and tricky when there are political interests or moneyed interests. And so yeah. she lays it out perfectly. And I, you know, I don't want to go into it in too much detail today, but your, your point is absolutely true. There has to be some kind of exchange between the presenter and those yeah. who are getting the information so that you can, you can remain independent. And thank you to all of you. Those of you who are watching, I have, I mean, so many of you do those small dollar donations, two bucks yeah. a month, five bucks a month, 10, yeah. It means everything to me, the shannonjoy.com, the shannonjoy.com if you want to support. And uh, we are redoing the website. It's going to be phenomenal. We're going to launch that in like six weeks. It's going to be amazing. Good for you. And, absolutely. Good for you. And John Burke, guys, 
Number one, you can follow his show, American Savage, on Rumble. You can follow him on Twitter. His handle is at JohnBurke39. And you can subscribe to him. You can support him with the small dollar donations. But you can also go to shellshockcbd.com, which is his company. They are John is a supporter of this show. He is um, a sponsor on the Shannon Joy Show. I, yeah, I haven't put my money where my mouth is. I support independent voices. I've sponsored you your show. I've sponsored a lot of other independent shows where it's like, look, like Austin Peterson, whom I don't agree yeah. with fully. It's like, I, I like supporting those independent people because it's, it's needed. It's yeah, definitely needed. It. we got to stop supporting the echo chamber people because it's not yeah. getting us anywhere. Well, and the products are great. I had uh, 10 17-year-old boys sleep over at my house over the weekend. My son brought them home. I, I don't know. I'm crazy. Why do I do this? I have a house full of kids. And I'm thinking they're going to come in at, you know, they went to a party or two and they're going to come in at like one, two in the morning. They're going to keep me up all night long. And I knew I was going to hear. I woke up the next morning. So I took my rack out, which is a, mm. the best product. Okay. I'm obsessed with it. It's the melatonin and the CBD, non-THC. And I took it uh, before I went to bed, slept like a rock, didn't hear anything. I went downstairs the next, the kitchen was bombed. They had made pizza, they made <laughs> noodles and spaghetti. Yeah. I, I don't even know what they did. But when I woke up, I didn't even know if they were there. It was like, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, I slept so well and they were banging around. It's a great product. The rack out mm. is, and I yeah. attribute that to the rack out. I mean, you guys did oh, something yeah. right with that product. It's amazing. We formulated the hell out of that thing when yeah. uh, when basically we were talking to our, our manufacturer that was like, look, you know, we want to uh, I want I told him, I was like, look, veterans have a very difficult enough time as it is sleeping. And, you know, they have uh, the VA has veterans on all kinds of medications like you yeah. can ask any combat veteran from Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm like, how many meds are you on? I shouldn't generalize that because I mean, I'm not on any meds. But it's one of those things of like, you know, you'll talk to a large portion of them. It's like, yeah, I'm on like 10 different medications. So, you know, I'll take this medication and then I have to take this medication for the side effects of that one. I got to take this medication for the side effects of that one. It's insane. It's yeah. insane. They've, 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 they've made veterans. There. Yeah. They've turned veterans into walking zombies. So when we were formulating this, you know, normally they say, if you want to have a, a CBD sleepy time gummy, just up the CBD amount. It's like, no, I want to pair it with melatonin. I want to see how effective it is. So we had it formulated. I gave them the formula. They, they did it. And um, I tried it. I tested it out knock me out midday yeah. i'm just like dude it's like i'm dreary it's like okay this this is going to be a hard hitting product it's yeah. one of our top sellers outside of the delta eight but the biggest thing the reason that we sell so much we've got like a, an 86 percent customer return rate and that's astronomically high wow. and it's great yeah. for us because number one when people try the product they're they're always impressed it actually works because we don't i don't there's not a need to lie to people because yeah if I wanted to, I could make a get rich quick scheme of like, let's get a few bucks out of people, sell them BS, then liquidate the company. And then I'm off. I'm good. A lot, of, them a lot of people, yeah, it's a really lot of people in the CBD space do that. When you get your CBD from a gas station, you're buying snake oil to a degree. They water the product down. They lie about it. So for us, it's like, look, also just to give you a warm and fuzzy, every single product to include people that use your code to purchase comes with a hundred percent money back guarantee. If it doesn't mm -hmm. work, I'll refund you all of your money. I got no beef about doing that because honestly, I want you as a customer for life. Yeah. And that means the products have got to do what they say they do. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm sure there's people in your chat that have used our products because they listen to your show and they'll be the ones to even tell you. It's like, it works. It legitimately works. So what we're up against is people that are tried CBD or have tried Delta eight and they bought it from a crap company. It's like, it's snake oil. It's like, try ours. It's yeah. like, well, what makes you different? Just try it. And if it doesn't work, I'll give you a refund. And so that's why we have a very high return rate. And that's what um, has made us a very, very successful business. We're very blessed.
I, I'm I'm thrilled. I really love the product, and it's it, to me that's the trifecta of an advertiser: someone who is awesome to work with, someone who shares value, and a product that is you can take it to the bank. It's why I love goat soap. I love your product. And the other thing is they, um, I like that you have the the small sample pack. So as little yeah. as $4 and 99 cents, you guys basically eat it on the shipping. You don't even make money on them, but that's so people can yeah. try your product and um, because you're confident in it. So it's yeah. like dealing drugs. It's like, get it in their hands, let them see. Cause it's, it's actually kind of funny when you think about it. Because the biggest thing is we just need to get them to try it. Yeah. Not for the sake, because there's no addictive properties to this. You don't get CBD. No, it's like, oh, I got to get my CBD fixed. It doesn't no. work that way. No, no, no. CBD is just, it's to tranquilize you a little bit, not train. It's to like make you feel tranquil. And when you, the biggest thing is like, let's just get it in their hands. That's what we did yeah. in the sample packs. We spent a lot of money on those samples. But it's like, if I can get that sample in your hand for you to at least try it and see, it's like, oh crap, this actually works. You're going to come back and you're going to buy again. So it's like, Let's do the samples because, you know, in this economy, we are living paycheck to paycheck. Like 63, 64% of Americans, if not more, are living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have 45 bucks or 50 bucks to buy a month's worth of gummies because right. or to it risk it on a maybe. They're not sure it's going to work. Like they want to. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, it's like give them the warm and fuzzy and give them two options. Number one, I'll refund your money if it doesn't work. Or number two, spend five bucks on a sample and see for yourself. Yeah. So. That's a great product. And uh, we are really thankful for you. Great analysis today. We're going to keep an eye on everything that you're doing and saying, and hopefully you'll come back, be a regular yeah. guest and that you can enjoy. I mean, you have a lot of great insights, John, and I uh, appreciate you just for the, the value of your analysis. And okay. you, you your as well. We've got to have you on the show too. Totally. Let's do it. You, you texted me at like six o'clock in the morning. Like, who the hell? Like, oh my God. It's like, lady, I'm in bed. Like, I was like, yeah. ah. Open at them. Like, say, yeah. I got <laughs> yeah. lots of kids. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. No, yeah, I got to get true. I gotta get all the kids out of the house. It's, yeah, it's super. We're up super okay, early okay. here at the Joy Family House. No, <laughs> I'm like, you are smoking crack. I'll answer you when I'm awake and I can actually think. Nah. That's, the other thing <laughs> That's the other great thing about shell shock. Like, I'll take it at 9, 10 mm. o'clock at night, sleep like a baby, mm. never feel drowsy in the morning, never mm -hmm. feel like I need it. Yeah. Like, very often I won't take it. I don't have to take yeah. it every night. So it's not a habit for me. It's just, it's That's all, great. it's all so good. But no, yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally emancipated. I'm so excited that I am live right now on my own in Rumble Creator Studio doing it. I can run ads. I can have you on and mm -hmm. no more strings. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's why the reason I am here independent, emancipated today is because, you know, it was, it was that, that money pressure to jump onto the Trump train and oh, yeah. um, it, it feels really, really great. So John Burke, thank Good. you so much for being with us and yeah, let people know um, where they can find you real quick before I let you go. Uh, just over on Twitter, John Burke 39. And then it's John Burke Insta on Instagram, but I think I'm kind of done with Instagram. Instagram yeah. bans you at the drop of a hat. We're growing on Twitter again. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, Janet, I feel I'm, I'm to a point now where, Oh, I feel like unplugging from social media altogether these days because yeah, it's yeah. just not, it's not fun anymore. It's just turned into a screaming match. And at this point, I kind of feel like I just troll on Twitter to have fun because I'm just like, dude, mm -hmm. what, what do we do? What, what do people yeah. like us do? Like Facebook, they censor everything. Instagram censors. Thankfully, Rumble doesn't. Twitter yeah. doesn't all the time. They do sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at John Burke three nine, because after this, like, I think I'm kind of done. I just yeah. I feel like I want to go off and join my life. I felt I've dedicated 13 years of my life to this country. I've dedicated five years to the political aspect of it. It's just like, you know what? 
Yeah. Um, I'm over it. So stay in the fight, John Burke, stay in the fight. Oh, Don't know, give yeah. up, you know, but I do agree. You have to de- you have to remove when I go onto Twitter, mm. um, I feel like I put on like my spiritual armor. Like I put on mm. and I'm, and I go into social media <laughs> thinking, okay, how yeah. does Twitter want me to feel today? How does Facebook oh, yeah, want yeah. me to feel today? Like, cause there are so many psyops yeah. happening. There's so much algorithmic manipulation mm-hmm. on the platforms is that it still you, bad for you on Twitter for the algorithm? Because yeah. I'm seeing my algorithm just like it just kind of. The, it's, you, it's, there's no rhyme or reason. Nothing makes any yeah. sense. You know, you just, but that's why the platform everywhere. That's where I go. You know, yeah. sometimes the spigot opens on Twitter for whatever reason and I just yeah. get followers dumped in. Sometimes it happens on Rumble. And, yeah. you know, it's just, I mean, the website's going to be great. I cannot wait to have the independent website where the show is broadcast every day. Everyone can go there. There's no way I can be canceled. There's no way that they can take it away. We'll be connected. And I agree, though. Like, we have to, as a people, get outside, get healthy, you know, be in relationships, get to the community centers, get involved locally, find all of your groups, build all of your groups, share information, and and revolt, I think, in the way that Europe is revolting right now. I mean, they're dumping manure on government buildings all over all over god bless them god bless those people they are shutting down highways they're shutting down trade routes they are so this is they mean it um for whatever reason i think in the u.s we are anesthetized and i think we're one of the most heavily propagandized cultures on the face of the planet so it's gonna have to get bad shan it's gonna have to get really bad look at argentina Argentina basically had to fall to socialism for a very long time before economically the people were like, you know yeah. what, we've had enough. Yep. And they didn't even go conservative. They went libertarian. Like they straight up just streamlined liberty. And I'm like, good for yeah. you. Yeah. Good for you. So I think Americans are going to have to see it get much worse Me before too. they get their heads out of their asses yeah. and start to realize and understand. It's like, look, what we've been voting for is not working. The system yeah. is clearly broken. It's a, it, it's just, it feels like, like you said, it's not an election. It's who the, it's who the elites are picking at this point. And I just, I feel like we don't have that because we don't have accurate representation because Shannon, you go up there and you pitch a candidate that preaches on the ideas of uh, abolishing the FBI, the IRS, the FDA, the CDC. This scares a lot of people to include conservatives because we've grown up with this. We, we, we look at these agencies like they do so much to protect us. It's like, mm, do they? You've got the metric of good, but you don't have any metric of bad. So when you're sitting there for a candidate, like even someone like Ron DeSantis, who is who is kind of norming in some areas, but he was a strong conservative. There's no doubt about that. And his record screams volumes. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather have one of those. I but know. look at the condition of America. Even Republicans in Iowa, 10%. Like, good Lord. We That's just how many. Su- yeah, we just have to suffer more. I mean, that was my the biggest takeaway. Yeah. And I feel so badly. I feel so badly yeah. for the MAGA people. They're going to be betrayed yeah. in some way by him. You know, I feel mm-hmm. so badly for our culture and our people. Um, but yeah. unfortunately, we just need to suffer more. And uh, it's a damn shame. But yeah. there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. If I can see Europe doing it, then then somehow in this country, we can we can. Oh, yeah. You know, get out of this, wrestle our way out of this pickle, and uh, it's voices like yours that are going to be really important to that moving forward. So uh, keep at it, John Burke, and uh, everyone follow him on Rumble. Go to shellshockcbd.com. Use that promo code SHANNONJOY for your 10% off, and uh, follow him on Twitter. His handle is at JohnBurke39 on Twitter. Thanks so much, my friend, for being with us and giving us your time. And I'll definitely come on your show. It'll be fun. Okay. Absolutely. You have a great day. All right. You too.
Hey everyone, Shannon Joy for Connecta Mobile. So when I started my show 10 years ago, I would talk to my friends about privacy and the Fourth Amendment, and they would look at me like I had three heads. Now, fast forward to 2024, post-COVID, and everyone is talking about privacy. We are freaked out by AI, grossed out by government surveillance, and very aware that data is the new gold. Combine that with the new reality that your whole life and all of your data is on your phone and in the palm of your hands, making you a sitting duck for common hackers, corporate hustlers, or government spies. Are you going to let them get away with that? Well, I'm not. And that's why I use my Connecta mobile phone as the official business phone for Joy Media. That's because Connecta is the only phone company that specializes in security and privacy above all else. Call Connecta Mobile today and talk to a real person who lives in the United States about securing your devices and communications for as little as $35 a month. Their basic plan includes device encryption, encrypted text, and data, also a free phone. That's just the beginning. Call 941-246-2156 to talk to a representative. That's 941-246-2156. Or go to phone123.com slash joy today. That's phone123.com slash joy. Get securely connected today only with Connecta.